On this week's show, we talk about WrestleMania 36 Night 2 and how cinematic matches seem to be having an effect on the wrestling industry, especially in a time where we have no audience. Additionally, we're also talking about Quibi and other streaming services that are popping up and seeing which ones will survive and which ones are the best. And also AMC Theaters, which, due to the coronavirus, seems to be suffering at the most and may even be up for sale soon. We kind of discuss our own experiences with AMC and what we think the future is for that chain. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the JT and Big O podcast. We are your hosts, Video Geek JT and Ryan Big O'Regan. Hello, my Happy friend. Happy Easter to you. Happy Easter to you as well, though all our viewers are listening to this probably after Easter. So happy belated Easter to all you out there in radio and TV land. Uh, they'll still be eating their chocolate well into next week. It, it's not going to be a big issue. If anyone actually kills all their candy today in Easter, that's how you know they've been locked up for too long. All right. <laughs> it's like you got to pace yourself. Rationing people. Rationing. Yeah. Who knows if they even got their chocolate. I know a lot of the places that normally sell the Easter candy uh, haven't been able to this year. So there might be a lot of kids going out the chocolate bunnies this time around. That is a real shame. I mean, not that I'm the most religious person in the world, but I mean, even I got chocolate sent from uh, my mom. She sent me like a little care package of Godiva. So oh, that's that's pretty cool. You yeah, got Godiva chocolate there. for Easter. Yeah, I mean, there's no basket or anything for it. It was very much just candy so i was like okay well i'll put some of it away the bars are gone i had like five of those and now i'm working <laughs> on the chocolate truffles so it it's upscale easter it's, it's like if jesus had money you know <laughs> yeah i don't think i've ever gotten good diva chocolates for uh for a holiday before not even yeah, no, it's usually day. like these things behind me you know the cadbury cream eggs or something like that or the little uh like the small little candy chocolate ones that have like that really hard outer shell yeah, it's I. Is that the one with the the weird commercials where like they had all the different animals with the bunny ears and it's like the cream egg? Like, yeah, yeah. That, that was the Cadbury. I don't know if I ever had that. By the way, uh, before I, I should mention real quick for those who are listening to the podcast audio and not uh, watching our YouTube channel. By the way, we do have a YouTube channel, JT Big O on YouTube. Uh, Ryan has decided to play around a little bit with his uh, Zoom background and now <laughs> has a fairly festive. Uh, uh, stuff behind them at the moment mostly it's eggs, eggs. <laughs> it's a lot of colored eggs lots and lots of eggs <laughs> well i mean think of it like this if we were still doing the things in the quote-unquote studio would there be any kind of decoration for the day oh hell no look, look this is the studio look what i have yeah so i mean i mean you could easily put something up on zoom if you wanted to as well but i know that you with the aesthetics and you want to have the JT big O showing and everything, you're not going to do that. So if anyone's going to be the monkey that uh, gets to play around with the stuff, it's going to be me. <laughs> I actually, you know, I keep meaning to buy a, a green uh, layer to, to like do some green screen effects. I, I have just, a green screen. I just don't have the apparatus to put it up. I it's the one benefit about being where I am. I have a drop ceiling, so I can actually tie stuff to the ceiling, which would be nice. Oh, but, if you want, you're welcome to it. I don't use it. Uh, well, we'll give it a shot once uh, quarantine is over. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, I can send it to you. Like, I got sent the Godiva. I don't know. We'll UPS it. <laughs> Let someone else worry about catching something. Uh, 
Yeah, well, yeah, you send uh, stuff back and forth to us. We catch something from that. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's not go into that topic. Let, let's go into WrestleMania Night 2. Yes, so, uh, it's been a full week since the, the events have transpired to a success, which uh, I think a lot of people were speculative about, but thankfully it did go off with relatively few hitches. And yeah. certainly along with uh, the Boneyard match that we discussed last weekend, the highlight was certainly the Firefly Funhouse match, which was less of a match and more of just deconstruction of John Cena. <laughs> yeah, that, that's basically it was a retrospective. It was like a thirty on thirty sort of thing. <laughs> it's, it it was great. It was it was certainly not a wrestling match, and they should not do this often. In fact, I think this should have been the only time they ever did it. But it was the right time to do it, and it was entertaining, and it's. Uh, I reround this a few times watching it. Not that I memorized everything, but it was it was by far the most entertaining thing I think from all of WrestleMania weekend. But you wouldn't want to see more of this because I feel like no. Now because... that we're getting into this fear of the kind of entertainment that they can do and probably should do with some of their performers, rather than relegating them to whatever they can do within the ring. No, it because it's it's to... not professional wrestling, and that's that's the. But thing. that's the idea. It's world wrestling entertainment it's certainly something that they can explore more so i'm not saying they have to do it like once every pay-per-view but i think it's something that they should expand upon no, so they I, have the tools and utilities to do so I, i'm trying not to talk over you on it but it's just i'm i don't know i'm i like i said i find it entertaining but i don't think it's something that should be done often i don't want to see wrestling dive further into the lucha underground style uh, there might be a place for it in some places. Maybe WWE is that place. I don't know. But I, I do like that wrestling is a bit of an art. I think there needs to still be some sort of realism. Even even when it is like borderline wacky and out there and you still something that you have to kind of suspend disbelief on. Once you start going to the cinematic stuff and you go into like something like Firefly Funhouse, which very obviously is not real whatsoever and very obviously needs some sort of uh, cooperation between both people. I, I don't know. It's entertaining, but it's, it's not, I, I think it's like eating ice cream every day. It's just not something you should uh, consistently have or consistently do. But in that respect, I think it also depends on the flavor of ice cream. Like you said, if it wasn't for the fact that they were utilizing the fiend Bray Wyatt, if it wasn't for the fact that they were probably using one of the more talented all-around performers in John Cena, who is now working on more of an acting background than anything else, it probably wouldn't have turned out the way it did. Same thing can be said with the Boneyard match. If it wasn't for the Undertaker, even if it was just Biker Taker, and if it wasn't for someone who is, has... a the kind of personality and charisma that AJ Styles has, it probably wouldn't have popped off as well as it did. It all depends on the people that you're utilizing. And mind you, you're saying that um, hopefully you don't want wrestling to go down this route. And yet we also do know that there is going to be something similar to uh, the broken Matt Hardy stuff happening in AEW. They've gone as far as last week to say that there's going to be the elite deletion where everything's going to be happening at the Hardy compound. Correct. And it, and that's going to probably be, a, again, very similar to what we've seen with other uh, deletion matches. I'd, again, it's like, it's entertaining, but it's not really professional wrestling. I, I'm not saying I hate it, 
but I just don't want this to become the norm. And I fear it's slowly becoming the norm. Well, as long as it's what the fans actually enjoy, and then, yeah, they're going to lean into it. And unfortunately, with the way things are now, it's as entertaining as you can possibly get with some of these people without having everything at the performance center. But, you know, there's a range of wrestling fans. There are some who enjoy that, but there's a lot more that enjoy, like the fact that it is sort of this, uh, I hate to say it, sort of of a predetermined sport, which allows you for you to kind of enjoy a sport while knowing that it's going to stay entertaining the whole time because they predetermine everything to make sure it stays entertaining. Once you start going into this direction, though, now it goes from being a sport to simply just being a TV show because it's, it's very obviously fictional at that point. There is, there's, no, there's no blurred lines at that point in professional wrestling. Yeah, but the reverse can be said, like when they've tried to make it too real, it's kind of bitten them in the butt. Look at things like, you know, the original format of NXT or uh, Tough Enough, you know, those are re- super reality-based elements of wrestling that, for lack of you know the majority of it it hasn't panned out well it hasn't been enough to keep the fans entertained well at that point you're kind of doing uh and i'm not i'm again it's like we're we're boarding on two of our other subjects here uh i think when you go that opposite direction that also hurts you don't want to straight out tell the fans yeah this is fake uh speaking of which uh ronda rousey recently was uh on a, I guess, an episode of Steve-O's uh, TV show. I only, I don't know. Yeah, no, is. Steve-O's got a podcast. Everyone's got a podcast. podcast? Now. Yeah, everyone's Steve-O. got a podcast. Yeah. But uh, so she was on there, and let me see if I can bring up the quote real fast. Oh, it pops up right on my screen, which you can't read because it blurs out on the camera. Yeah, no, all I see is white. So. All right, so to just read it real quick, this is what uh, Ronda Rousey quoted on the podcast. Uh, I love the WWE. I had such a great time. I love all the girls in the locker room. Hell yeah, running out there and having fake fights for fun is the best thing. I love choreography. I love acting, love theater, live theater, and some of the last forms of live theater. But I was doing basically part-time, and I was away from home 200 days of, out of the year. And when I did get home, I was so sleep deprived because you just don't have the time to lay down. My back is broken. My bottom vertebrae is broken in half. I was taking all these different kinds of bumps. And when I was home, I would be lying on my bed with my legs elevated in a heat pack under my back. I was trying to recover enough to get into the next stint. If I did all the live shows, I was only home a day and a half a week. I was just not worth it to my family because we were eliminating all the expenses and living the lifestyle. We, need, we didn't need this. We didn't need the money. So we just like, what the hell am I doing this for if I'm not being able to spend time with uh, and energy on my family, but instead spending my time, my energy on a bunch of fucking ungrateful fans that don't even appreciate me. I love performing. I love the girls. I love being one there, but at the end of the day, I was just like, F these fans, dude. My family loves me, and they appreciate me, and I want my energy to go into them. So that was my decision at the end of the day. It's like, hey, girls, I love what you're doing. I'm going to try to take some momentum and push it to you guys as far as I can. Fly, little birds, fly. I'm going the F home. And that's basically where it's at. 
I kind of paraphrase a few things on that because I suck reading verbatim. Really? I, I couldn't tell any sense. <laughs> no. And she actually, she did have another post right after that. And I'm not going to go into that. And she didn't, as of right now, she hasn't removed it from her Instagram. So if you want to go on there. No, I'm, I'm uh, sure she probably like leaned into it. And here's the thing. Ronda Rousey has probably been the kind of personality that's made no qualms about the industry as a whole and wanting to get into it and, you know, just wanting to try it out. That's why she only signed up for the year. You know, it, it right. was an experiment. I mean, she, she had the money. She never really needed to go there. This was just so she could say, hey, I did this thing. And WWE took advantage of it while they had her. Yeah. Uh, the female Brock Lesnar comparison is probably more evident now than probably before now. Because if she does come back, if this was partial shoot, then it's obviously going to be coming back more healy. And it's probably going to be coming back for a nicer paycheck. Right, but look, th- this gets into what uh, I was saying before. I don't want wrestling to go totally fictional, but I don't want it to go to this point where we're talking about like doing the job and fake wrestling and you can't stand up to these fights. Because when you come back, it's you still know she's going to be uh, doing fake wrestling. She's not going to actually be in there and doing it. Maybe. Maybe you could make it work if you come out there and you pretend you... you uh, you decided to go into business for yourself or something like that. But I don't know. It's, it's again, it's one of those things. There's a fine line in professional wrestling. And I feel like no one's really been hitting it right in a very long time, except maybe New Japan. But that's just me. I kind of like New Japan style and a little bit of NWAs. Well, I mean, I think with New Japan, it's a whole different culture. It's a whole different mentality because a lot of those people, they eat breathe and just you know super sweat everything that they're doing in the ring so for them it's just who they are it's not a persona it's not a gimmick it's not anything like that i mean look at the jushin thunder liger i mean that guy is just regardless of his age regardless of who's wearing the costume he is just constant jushin thunder liger yes uh but at the well, that's again, it's uh, they still take the old school wrestling mentality. And what I mean by that is that they they still live their gimmick. Like some of these guys, I don't think they're really like that, but they, they live it so people portray it as that. They still take wrestling seriously. So they're in the point where they're not saying it's fake, but they're not going totally balls of the walls out there either. I, I actually, from what I liked, one one of the things I love about it, besides the fact of a very big sports aspect and it's like the feel of it outside the wrestling matches, how they interview people after the match, they sit you in the back like they would do to real athlete and just like interview them and ask real questions. And when the wrestlers are out there, they're not like super in character. They're like someone who was just in an athletic contest, whether they're really upset or really happy with the results. I, I would like to see more of that in, uh, in American uh, wrestling and very obviously right now, they they're they're limited what they could do i know what you're saying like that they, they sh- maybe the fictional way is the way to go right now considering everything but maybe also you know a break for a little bit like you know shut down i think they wrestling for all promotions would benefit from shutting down production for a little bit because when things do open back up and people are ready to watch this all again they're going to be excited to buy the tickets for the first new shows since everything stopped and, and be there and say they saw it. 
I think right now they're, they might be even hurting their product a little bit by trying to force doing all this stuff with no fans. Probably, but the problem is as much as a lot of the people would probably want to take a break and as long as, as much as the COVID thing has obviously got some of the performers scared to even perform, you've got the people in power, whether it be Vince or the people that he answers to, like Fox Sports and NBC and all that and all the contractual obligations that are pretty much forcing the hand of performance to keep going. Well, what about stuff like NBC or, uh, NBA and uh, MLB, who have pretty much canceled their seasons too? They're not showing any programming at this point. They have right, but that's contracts. an entire organization. That's not necessarily like a brand. If it would be one thing, like WWE stopping its programming would be the equivalent of like uh, an entire bracket of the NBA, but it wouldn't be the NBA itself because the NBA pretty much only answers to the NBA. WWE, unfortunately, has the contracts with the people and they have to have a certain amount of episodes put out every week for the year. And that's what the contract states. And they've already apparently gone beyond what was allowed for taped because they're only allowed like maybe three taped episodes in the year. Uh, Some for the overseas stuff when I guess when they did tribute to the troops and um, I guess other overseas performances. So now that they've used those up, Vince is talking about, you know, we're doing it live again, you know, and I'm like, it's dangerous, but Vince is going to do what Vince is going to do because Vince needs that money. He already had to close down the XFL just to make sure he had enough liquid assets. And that, there's a thing, it, you know, uh, because of coronavirus, it's like the, the shoe finally dropped. I think a few episodes back, we were talking about like, how long can Vince kind of retain this thing where he's paying all these wrestlers all this extravagant amount of money to just sit home and do nothing. But now, like, he had to shut down his XFL league. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, the ratings have been going down on the professional wrestling shows because, again, like, they, they, they haven't been able to produce the show to a high quality and no one really wants to watch it at the moment. It's, I'm, I'm figuring this is where you're going to probably start seeing a lot of cutbacks also in uh, professional wrestling. Uh, just this uh, past week, uh, they finally, finally released... Uh, the, the tag team, The Revival. Say yeah. <laughs> so they're, they're finally going to be... I've been wanting to do that for so long. <laughs> I mean, they've been fighting for this since last year's WrestleMania. So it literally took a, a, a little over a year to, to finally get this released. Now, I don't know what their names are going to be or where they're going to go. There's always been the AEW rumors because they've had the ongoing feud with... Uh, yeah, but right war- now it's not going to happen anytime soon because AEW, like WWE, has a lot of its episodes already pre-taped and in the box ready to go. So if uh, the if the revival or whatever they're going to be called do premiere, it probably won't be until the summer unless there's a way they can go ahead and have them videotape their own little promos leading up to an eventual premiere. Well, and that's a possibility too. Uh, you got to also think they uh, being the elite is still going. It still gets released every Monday. And for those who don't know what being the elite is, it's the YouTube show uh, run by Nick and Matt Jackson, uh, the young bucks. So there's a possibility. Maybe some videos start showing up on that show that might be hinting towards an, a new tag team coming around. It's but, possible. Uh, I mean, there's no guarantee that the, the revival are going to drive on over and get on video with them. It may no, be no. just well, like what mo- we're doing. Well, most of the stuff being the elite is, is uh, they have the, those people do their own stuff with video camera and then they submit it to Nick and Nick edits it all together. 
That's actually right. what they've been doing even before AEW started. But if you think about it, they, they do know how to, like us, they know how to do uh, good content with very little uh, assistance. Yes. Yeah. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. So, I mean, <laughs> they've got that above us. <sighs> Bastards. I don't know. But again, uh, I guess, yeah, maybe they'll keep going into this fictional direction with the, the wrestling stuff. And I don't know how it's going to turn out. I, I know uh, they're Gargancho versus uh, uh, Ch- Champa match was also in sort of this fictional style, even though it was more of a real wrestling match, but it was still shot. Yeah, in but the that was supposed to be the style. match that was uh, going to kick off the weekend if they actually had a takeover. That was supposed to be like the big match. Yeah, and I, I honestly, I, 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 I caught the highlights of it, but I didn't really watch it. I think, uh, like a few other people have said, uh, we're. Again, it's the same thing I was trying to say before. Some people don't want to keep seeing cinematic matches. Like they, there were people who were like, okay, Firefly Funhouse was fun. It was kind of cool to see Undertaker. They didn't want to see this one in the fictional, uh, in the, uh, the cinematic style. Well, because it was done in the cinematic style, but it was just a regular match. Like if they had gone to a different location, if they had done something that was a little bit more outrageous, rather than it being like a typical Gargano Champa match where they try to destroy each other. And then the Candice LeRae thing, that was just Yeah. Just that, it's stupid. You're going to I don't I mean, know. It, it was better executed in the match between Otis and Dolph. All right. <laughs> it, it also proves why doesn't every wrestler just consistently wear a cup? In 20 years of watching wrestling, I've only seen three wrestlers utilize wearing a cup to protect themselves. And, and, you know, almost every one of them is opened up to getting uh, uh, punched in, in the crotch. So I don't know why. I think the science of it is that, obviously, considering some of the moves and some of the chafing, even if you had a cup on, it would probably be very irritating after a while. Plus, the cup would probably only protect from frontal attacks. So if somebody went ahead and, like, actually got you from the underbelly or from behind, like Candice already did to Ciampa, it probably wouldn't be as effective. Not that I've gone into any science about it. <laughs> Coming up on the JT and Bigos podcast, the science of the crotch uh, kick. Yes, with quote unquote Dr. O. Yes. <laughs> Dr. O. Dr. O. Dr. O. Anyway. Sound like a James Bond villain. <laughs> so, and uh, I don't know. It's, again, it's like I said, I, I expect more of it. I'm not going to be a big fan of it. But, you know, recently, people are becoming a big fan of something else. So, you were the one who kind of brought this up to me. There is apparently a new app for your phone called Quibi, which seems to be a new streaming service. Now, I'll be honest. I have not gone to do my research on it yet, but I think you have. And what what are you thinking about it? Well, for those of you who don't know, obviously, uh, Quibi premiered this past uh, week. Um, it's essentially a mobile select uh, streaming service, which means it's not something that you can watch on your TV. It's not something you can download on your PlayStation or your Xbox. It's uh, strictly for your phone. A lot of the format for a lot of the videos are done in the um, vertical style as opposed to landscape. Uh, some things can be switched around, but it's primarily uh, quick five to ten minute video episodes of 
uh, reality shows, uh, scripted series, movies that you can go ahead and simply watch from your hand. Now, and, is it? I was going to ask: Is this original content, or is this stuff that oh, from the, like, yeah, the no, class all from the past? Content. Uh, some of the stuff is kind of branded. Like you look at um, the new version of Punked. Uh, which a lot of people remember from uh, MTV hosted by Ashton Kutcher. Uh, it's now being hosted by Chance the Rapper. So, okay. But it is still all brand new uh, pranks and skits and stuff just heralded by him. So a new cast in that sense. And obviously more modern celebrities. Um, the episode I actually just saw, which of course, mind you, I didn't even see it on Quibi. I saw it on Fortnite. <laughs> I went to Fortnite because they were premiering an episode of it. If you go in, there's like a special arena that you can go in. You just go down to Risky Wheels, which is like their drive-in theater location. And they played the episode up on the big screen. You couldn't shoot anybody. All you could do was like, you know, hide in bushes and turn people into snowmen. But you actually got to watch an episode of it. And uh, it, it was fine for what it was. I mean, I think the thing about it, it, it didn't is have the same feel as before. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where I feel like punk was a thing of its time because now you just get like pranks and prank videos way too often because of the YouTube crowd. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, you were recently on Impractical Jokers, another actually probably the most popular one at this point in time. Popular, I'd say mainstay show. Yeah, the most popular that's in the mainstream. But Obviously, uh, Quibi isn't uh, converting to any mainstream, although it has big celebrities for a lot of its content. Uh, uh, I know the one show, um, what was it, The uh, Most Dangerous Game, it's got uh, Liam Hemsworth and Christoph Waltz, and it's pretty much just like, you know, Liam's being hunted by people. But, I mean, it's it's got big name and big money behind it. Uh, I think uh, the whole thing was... Um, spearheaded by uh, Katzenberg um, post uh, DreamWorks. So it's one of those things where they have enough content to provide. But the thing is, I think when it first premiered, a lot of the stuff only had like maybe three episodes to it. So you could go through everything in a day if you wanted to. Obviously, between the reality stuff, whether it's Punk or Christy Teigen's, you know, little, you know, Judge Judy-esque court show or anything (laughs) like that, or um, any of the scripted series, which, you know, some of it looks good. Some of it looks pretty basic and just really using like the name brand of characters and uh, certain actors to drive at home because it's going to be rolled out weekly. There isn't a whole lot to probably keep everybody into it. If that makes sense. Do you, do you think it'll be like a Google Plus type situation where it's like it's all brand new and exciting, but the minute that you have it, you go, eh. It's hard to say. I mean, the, the the layout of it all, the way it looks on the phone, nice, rich, you know, probably better than most uh, online formats and mobile formats for Netflix and Hulu and Amazon and all those. So as far as like being user-friendly, very nice. But as far as the content... I don't know. It it kind of feels something more like akin to an Apple Plus, where obviously it's got the money, it's got the name brands to keep it going. But as far as the content to keep you interested, I don't know if it's something that a lot of people are going to buy into, considering everyone is pretty much stuck home 
and they have everything available on Netflix, on Hulu, on Amazon, on all the established brands to keep them occupied and to go ahead and sign up for a brand new one, even if they are offering 90 days free before they actually go into the monthly payments. I still yeah, don't know if it's going to be enough to catch people on. Right. It's, I, I think at this point in time, like I, I think it's a lot harder now to break into the streaming uh, service market because Netflix is so dominant in it. The only time I ever felt there was a, a, a threat to anyone cutting a, cutting into the share was Disney plus. And even now I feel like Disney plus hasn't really yet made that much of a market share. Well, uh, Disney Plus has done well, but it hasn't diminished uh, what they've needed to do to downplay Netflix or Hulu or anyone else. I mean, obviously, Disney also owns Hulu, but the only big addition they've done to Hulu so far is they added all the FX material. Right. And as far as uh, Disney Plus itself, they've rested their laurels on their back catalog of material. But once you go through all the backlog, the amount of new stuff that's being piled in, it's not coming as quickly as you would get with a Netflix brand. Yeah. So it's like I said, it's like, and if they couldn't do it, I don't know really who could. The only other competition I see at this point is maybe uh, time Warner with their HBO max or their HBO Go. I, I don't know. That's the other confusing thing. HBO has like three different versions of their service. <laughs> well, like, I know the HBO Go is primarily HBO content, which of course they've allowed like uh, free content during the uh, quarantine and the pandemic now too. So even HBO content is easier to get a hold of considering how much of a backlog they have. And yes, once HBO Max comes out, and they started up the contracts that they've acquired for all the other brands like South Park, like Rick and Morty, like Crunchyroll, uh, like all the Warner Brothers uh, material that they have to work with, all the DC stuff that'll probably be piled over into it. Yeah, speaking that's going to be a month. That will probably rival Netflix more so than even Disney Plus could. Like, but you know, uh, speaking of uh, DC stuff, like I again, another episode we were speaking about that uh, maybe DC Universe, which is, is not doing great. It's not bad, but it's not great. Kind of hoping that maybe they start moving all the content over to, like, say HBO Max. But uh, specifically, I'm a little annoyed recently because uh, last you annoyed no, yeah. <laughs> I, I canceled uh, my DC Universe subscription recently because Harley Quinn was over and there was nothing else I wanted to watch on there. Mm-hmm. And then I found out that last week it actually debuted a new season. Oh, yeah. No, they rolled it out quick. Oh, I, I, get, <laughs> I, I guess like, oh, wait, Harley Quinn ended. No, everyone's canceling subscriptions. Quick, season two. Like, I'm so shocked that like usually a show like that takes another like year to two years to come out. I, I was not expecting them to have it rolled out within like, what was it like a one to two month gap since the finale happened? I'd say it was about what two weeks after the season finale that they expressed when the date was going to be for the next season. And yeah, it was going to be like a month after. I didn't so, even hear about that. Like, I don't know why. Like I, I keep my ear to the ground once. Well, as we're going to see in another subject, maybe not. But uh, I mean, it's not surprising because a lot of animated shows go ahead and do that where it's like they'll just 
roll into the next season and with, you know, probably a little fanfare or uh, notoriety to it because it's just they produce that many episodes and it's up to them as to when they want to release it. And if the iron's hot, you do it whenever you can. I, and, and the iron's definitely hot on this show. I, I, this was my Friday night for a while, and I really enjoyed it. And last night I got to actually uh, catch up on the two episodes that are currently out as of the, this recording. Uh, I even like the fact that uh, they gave a new origin story to Batgirl. So Batgirl didn't exist in this universe, and they actually showed uh, her origin for episode two of uh, the most recent episode. I'm not going to go into it, but like, again, it's like right now, DC universe is six 99 a month, maybe five 99 a month. Yeah. Didn't they give like a big name to, um, voice back girl. I remember them saying that they were, there was casting news about it, but she sounded familiar, but I, she sounded familiar, but I didn't actually find out who she actually was for a quick second. I thought was the same person who was, uh, voice acting Harley Quinn. And man, I am bad with names. I like I know who Harley Quinn's voice actress is because she was from the Big Bang Theory. Uh, uh Kali Kudra. Yeah. Uh I'm looking at the list right now. I am not seeing her, and I'm don't want to bring the show to a halt to try to find her voice. Do 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 where is Becker? Oh, there she is. Uh, oh, it's uh oh, her sister. younger sister. Yeah, Brian that and that's why they sound the same. <laughs> are similar oh that's so cute oh and uh, it's got jim rash as the riddler i didn't even know it was jim rash all this time that yeah, makes got, a lot of sense they got some decent names to be in this show i, I like i said it's a it's a great, great oh yeah show. Well, it, it's got my boy ron funches so that's all i care about <laughs> uh and this season it, it looks like they are taking a different direction they're kind of doing the no man's land storyline so uh so Gotham's been destroyed. The United States has decided to say it's no longer part of the United States and that all citizens are on their own. And I won't go into more than that, but it's, it's watch it. That's all I'm going to say. It's a great show. Watch it. If you can watch it, watch it. Yes. Yes. Five ninety nine a month. Or is, is LimeWire still around? I use FrostWire <laughs> myself. I, I used my Napster, Lime. I, actually, maybe I shouldn't go into a list of that. It's still technically not something to brag about. I, I think the statute of limitations <laughs> has, like, you know, gone away. I think you're safe by this point. <laughs> uh, Besides, I, it's, it's one less thing you'd have to sign up for. Don't forget the whole Quibi thing, even despite the 90 days free, it's like $4.99 with ads, uh, I think $8.99 without. Who knows? Maybe, you know, it's got a nice bit of buzz around it. If you know, I look but at this way. Man, all these signups. I, I mean, I don't even know what the HBO Max is going to be, and I still want to sign up for that. But that's going to be like another thing out of the pocket, and I've got to think about my finances nowadays yeah, more so than before. I even even my me myself. I'm I've been shrinking down like this stuff. Like I said, I actually canceled DC Universe before I realized the new season came out uh yeah that another reason why you can't have all these different services because eventually it just it's too much money and it's not worth it if there's only one or two good shows on your entire streaming service yeah not helpful but people will get what they want to get for whatever little entertainment value it has thankfully i mean i went ahead and canceled my wrestlemania uh, right after day so i mean 
Oh yeah, I, I did not lie to you. Last week I said after WrestleMania was done, I was gonna finally cancel my WrestleMania account. I said I had it for five years. I was wrong. I had it for six years. Six years without interrupted service, and it's finally done. No more WWE Network. Seriously, and I think even the WWE themselves are losing faith in that. So again, streaming net- networks maybe not the best uh, business model for you guys right now well not starting up a streaming network possibly adding yourself into an established one like wwe has done with netflix that's better because not only do they have uh the the big show show but (laughs) the greatest uh, name ever the main event with like the kid who gets like the super strength or whatever yes and i've actually seen trailers for it and i'm not going to watch it because i'm uh, a 34 year old man and not a seven-year-old child but if i was if you get bored enough you will watch it Come on. That that definitely would have been a movie I would have watched when I was like either, between the ages of seven and twelve. That just it, seeing that, the that, talent on the poster, Keith Lee. They got Keith Lee in a movie. Come did, on! Did you see the trailer with Keith Lee and all the moves they had him do? Regardless, it's still Keith Lee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not making fun of him. I'm just saying, like, look at all like these super moves. Like, it's it, they they shot it like they're superheroes. But it's it's great. I think again, if, I, I have not seen it, but I think if you're if you have kids, show your kids. I'm pretty confident they're going to love it. Yeah, uh, so if you are going to show something to your kid, I'd say Trolls World Tour is a better choice right now. I have uh, I have not watched it. I know we talked about it. I've not seen one. I've not seen two. You didn't even see the first one? No. I, oh, wow. I why, mean, would I go, why would I go see Trolls? Why? <laughs> What about me says you, you are a person who like the AMC Stubbs program and no, I'm not. I thought you were. I never was a part of the AMC Stubbs program. Dude, why not? You got free movies. Cause they only go to like the movies twice a year. The, and the you live thing... near two of them at least. So what's that tell you? <laughs> I, the only reason I've I had no even... choice, but to watch it. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That was when I was working in the theater. You know how many times I would go into the theater and I would have the songs play? You know how long it took me to get the songs out of my head? So listen, even you didn't want to watch it. You were forced to. You were tortured into watching that. Yeah. So why I do I have to go watch it? Immensely because I have become <laughs> a zombie to the beat. All right. Uh, a slave to the rhythm, as it were. Slave to the I I don't know if you have anything to add on the trolls, but, you know, uh, talking about AMC, where that's near us all. uh, So remember when you brought up the fact that Universal is probably ticked off all these movie theaters and how they'll probably be screwed once things normalize? So let me ask you this. Comcast, who has a ton of money, who have always do all these acquisitions, if they feel there's any danger to the uh, movie market, Apparently, AMC might not survive uh, this uh, quarantine period and might go up for sale. What happens if Comcast decides, let's buy AMC? Hmm. Well, I mean, I haven't heard about AMC being bought by Comcast. I think the more most popular option would be if Amazon uh, bought it, which Ooh, would probably true. make more sense considering Amazon could use the format for their original content. But if Comcast went ahead and bought a movie theater chain, ooh, that, that's any got of some them pluses are and cons. Yeah. It's one of those things where obviously, well, yeah, AMC has, has been in like debt for a while. Like they were in debt back when I worked for them. 
Uh, it's just the, the matter of the beast. Like, no matter how much money certain movies make, even if Endgame was the highest grossing movie of all time, uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that it worked out for the theater branches because it depends on how much manpower they had to put into it, how many showings they had to have, how many late nights they had to have, all the upkeep of the theaters. And the problem with AMC, from what I saw, was AMC, it's not so much that they had to do a lot at their theaters they had to do a lot to make up their theaters because if you remember amc went ahead and acquired a uh theater chain it wasn't uh, lowe's uh, they acquired lowe's originally but then they acquired another one which i think was um it wasn't starplex um it wasn't some it was another brand um it wasn't cineplex odeon it wasn't cinemark it wasn't Regal, obviously. What was that other brand? Uh, the, it had like an orange logo. It was like... Nope. I, don't uh, know, I forget. I, I know we acquired them because then we had, that's when they started saying we could accept their gift cards. But the, the thing is, they were going ahead and becoming this behemoth that they soaked up all these other smaller movie chain brands. And then they had to refit and refurbish a lot of those theaters to make them AMC theaters. Anyone in construction will tell you it costs more to maintain an old building and bring it up to code than it is just to make a new building. Right. And I think maybe they ran themselves a little bit too thin and spreading themselves out. And that's really, um, I think, probably what really hurt them the most. Not to mention some of their uh, formats, like the dining theater, it's more expensive than it needs to be. And there were so many people that would go there and they would just go ahead for the movie and probably get a soda at most. And that, it, that irked me as a server. It irked <laughs> me because obviously I knew I wasn't getting tipped on those bitches, but I, I, I could understand. People. If I went there and I only ordered a beer, I would tip the waiter. Um, I, I don't know. I don't want to trash talk AMC, especially your former employee. And I don't think you have any real ill will towards them other than what you're saying right now. Uh, trash them all you want. I don't give a damn. <laughs> I mean, I feel I, bad for anybody that I know that still worked for them because obviously this has hurt them in regards to employment. But outside of that, knowing some of the people that have run the places, fuck it. I remember with, uh, I, besides you, actually, the, the dining theater that's not too far away from uh, my location, I uh, I had a few friends who actually worked there. And at one point I asked one of them, like, what's the best thing to order on the menu? And they said, none of the things are good to order on the menu. <laughs> Don't eat anything there. Maybe order oh, a snack. God, yeah, no, it, it's, it's like Cheesecake Factory, man. It's like, it's not even Cheesecake Factory because at least Cheesecake Factory, I think, regardless of their calorie content, content they give you what you order. You know, it's like, it's an amass of food. You're definitely taking some home with you. You get what you pay for. With AMC food, I don't know if you always got what you paid for. Oh, no, you definitely didn't. I, no. Well, I, I take it back. The, the, uh, the only thing I remember on their menu in recent times that I thought, like, I got my money's worth has been the, uh, actually, maybe not. I got to check my bill. Uh, I, I did like the chicken quesadillas or steak quesadillas, whatever one it was. Back no, I'm thinking, them, yes. But now I'm, they, they still actually have them, but I think they're like, now that I'm thinking about it, I think it was like 15 bucks. I'm like, it was a good quesadilla, but it wasn't a $15 good quesadilla. Yeah, no, for a $15 quesadilla, that better be like, you know, carne asada with like 
you know, fresh bell peppers and like at least three different cheeses, not just cheddar and Monterey Jack, three cheeses, you know, get some Gouda in there. But no, that's not what they did. They tried to make things look fancy without it really being fancy. I'd say the fanciest thing that I ever had to serve was probably like the, uh, the meat and cheese plate back then when they had it because it was one of those things where it's like, well, here's something to go ahead and upsell some wine if you can try to sell it to some adults. In the That's the other thing that killed me. They had a format. They had a setup, and they diminished the setup every so often just to try to get more people in seats. Like, you know how on the one side of the dining theater, it was like just 18 and up. It was yeah. just supposed to be adults with the recliners and the fancier trays and the poofier seats, uh, different menu, which mind you, the menu was never different. You could always get the same stuff on either side. So that in itself was silly to even claim that. But there was no kids. There was supposed to be no kids. There was supposed to be no issues. It was supposed to be nice for adults to indulge. Mm-hmm. Then they got rid of the 18 and up ban. And so you have all these theaters, regardless of whether it's an R-rated movie or not, having these kids in there causing a scene. And that just brought in a whole different element of clientele where it's like, they don't care if it's an upscale experience. They just want to go ahead and have their liquor and have their food and be obnoxious in some cases. And then blame us, the servers, for coming in and trying to get the checks done and taken care of so this way they can enjoy the rest of the movie rather than us harping on them about pay us so we can leave you alone yeah it i don't know it's i you you know more of the behind the scenes there i i only know as a oh that that could be a whole damn episode i, I could <laughs> we could we could bring in former employees into the chat have them as guests it would oh, just God. be a whole banter of like an hour and a half of what was wrong that that is an idea. I I would be up for that. Like you know, well obviously we'll do you work there. If, if AMC actually goes out of business, because if it comes, <laughs> and it's like eating crow, but if it is as bad as it is, and it gets to that point, we are doing that. Oh, you can get former guys now. I I can get a hold of Charlie. I'm sure Charlie would be up for that. Oh, I could get I could get a load of like you know at least three other female servers, and you know they'll they will bitch. I hate to say it. I was probably one of the worst bitches uh, in the theater because I was always vocal enough to complain about it and (laughs) doesn't mean anything got done. But I was also like one of the older people. Like imagine everyone being like in their like late teens, early twenties. And then you got like 30 something year old me as a server. And (laughs) (laughs) I I got the nickname Papa Rye like way too often. (laughs) (laughs) Papa Rye, he was being mean to me. Okay, it doesn't sound as good when you say it because now <laughs> I, I actually, out to Kayla for even starting that. I do remember you actually even took my order uh, at one point. It was just like I. Yeah, I went, what movie did you go see that time? Uh, Back to the Future Part Three. I, I'm a right. gigantic Back to the Future fan, and the 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 chance to see any of those movies in theaters, it just like I had to do it. Actually, what it was Back to the Future Part Two. I actually skipped three because I was like, I saw it in theaters for my second birthday, so I didn't need to claim anything there. Right, but that was back in 2015 because obviously yes. it took place 2015. Uh, that was when I was just starting. I had just started that summer leading into the winter and the fall there. Uh, so, so you, you, you got me when I was good. <laughs> when you were still nice to people. Yes, be, be, before I became uh, 
you know, sarcastic and condescending and I gave up on life. <laughs> uh, if you, if you want to give up on life, just remember you too can apply for AMC theaters. I actually did do that once. Not, not a dine in. I tried for the, the, uh, one of the old school official ones. It didn't happen. <laughs> no, no. And I doubt if I tried to go to any of the regular theaters, even to work the, the front, like uh, as a ticket taker or something, they probably got my record. They probably saw my, um, <laughs> they probably saw my note that I sent in the emails to everybody before I left. Oh, you burn bridges. I didn't think you burned bridges. Oh, I, oh, I will, I will go Seth Rollins on the mother. I will burn it down. I don't care. <laughs> if I, if I know for sure in my heart of hearts that I will not transfer over into that realm ever again, then yeah. I'm going to let it fly because what do I have to lose? Oh, I, I mean, even now with times getting tough, it's not like I can go to the theaters and be like, Hey, you got any openings? So what do I care? I'm, uh, I'm an onward and upward kind of person. I've ever, I don't think I've ever backtracked on a job except when I was in college and then during my summer breaks and everything, I went back to the old bakery, Pino's bakery over in Roselle uh, when I needed some summer work because they loved me there and I love them. Again, but, I'm, I'm trying to stay away from coronavirus stuff, but yeah, it, it, it we are about to enter some tough times. Um, I, I luckily, I, even Pinos has had to close, unfortunately. And Oh, they're donuts. I love their donuts. Well, who closed? Yeah, I, I am getting shocked, but I, I'm again, not going to talk about Corona though. I, I will say I'm talking about food. I don't know about Corona. I'm talking about the cake. Well, I mean, I've... Uh, Look at the eggs! <laughs> I've been uh, stuck in my house for four months, and the furthest I've really gone is uh, I walk down to Main Street and I walk past a few storefronts, and I, I'm shocked at how many restaurants and stuff are actually still open. It's like, shouldn't you guys be closed right now? Hey, no. takeout is takeout. I and mean, not only the open, they have long lines going out the doors. It's like people are starting to give up on quarantine, I think. It's not that I don't think they're giving up on quarantine. It's just they recognize the brand loyalty. You know, there's, there's got to be those places that have probably worked up such a clientele that regardless of whether or not you can actually sit in the building, you can still appreciate the food and the product that the business gives you. Yeah. Uh, I would say there's a business like that just around here in Rahway, uh, just plain Dave's. Great little restaurant. I, I know the owners. I know the family. Uh, they put out a good product. And if it becomes necessary, I will order um, a Boss Hog breakfast sandwich to get me through a day. I mean, you're, you're risking so much uh, ordering pre-made food right now. I mean, not that like it sounds like they're a professional group that would do all they can to uh, make sure everything is good and you're not getting sick. But Again, I just, I can't, I can't picture why people are taking the risks. Also in Rawway, there's a, uh, a Storts there. I'm a, a big uh, chili dog fan. So, mm -hmm. so apparently someone told me they drove past that store as well. And that was packed. It's just, I don't know. It's just, that's my well, personal that one opinion. I feel is a little bit tricky because it was rarely ever a time that you would sit inside the Stewart's. It was always like a car hop. It's like but a Sonic. But still, it's like, I, I'm just like, maybe it's me. Maybe I'm a more paranoid person, but I just, I can't see anyone going out and buying pre-made food right now from a restaurant. And it's just, 
Yeah, it just kind of bothers so me that too. And sometimes you need to take a break. Not to mention, if it helps these poor people that are still employed and are trying to make their money when other places can't, you know, it's kind of like paying it forward. You know, donate money to them. Don't buy their food. <laughs> I don't know. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry if I want a hot dog and I want it done well. I know I can't do it, so I go to a professional. Um. Mm, I don't know if I want to say anything else on this for another time, for another day when things are better outside. Fine. I, I will send some hot dogs your way. I will make sure they are packaged from another store. <laughs> I don't want to eat any hot dogs. I will have a UPS <laughs> just like I got my chocolate. It'll be fine. I, I want to see the curve layout. Then they're not my appeal to buy Taco Bell and White Castle and Storts again. That'll go up, but I'm waiting for the curve to kind of diminish a bit more. So you're flattening uh, one curve so you can build up another. Yes, and <laughs> and, and that is a sad thing. And again, I'm, we're we're going off the rails a little bit here. I actually one thing I will say I've been eating nothing but home cooked meals at home for the time being, and I'm down 20 pounds. So it's like I'm I'm trying not to gain that all back the minute all the everything turns back to normal and I can go eat out again. I could just imagine you're stepping out of the house, the, the sun's on your face, the wind brussels against you, and you're like, ah, time to go to Arby's. <laughs> like, why would you suggest such a thing? Like, no one eats Arby's. Because that now... I swear to God, that was a Simpson joke. Before, but now you can. Now you have the option to. And actually, I think the Arby's by you is closed anyways, but still. Oh, yeah, it's now it's becoming a Jolby's. A what? A Jolby's. It's a, uh, I forget exactly where they're from, but they're uh, uh, overseas in the Asian area. They're so apparently very popular, especially for their chicken wings. So, that, oh, so that's, is it like a sushi place or is it no, just... No, no, no. No, it's fast food, but their their biggest uh, thing is chicken. Like fried chicken? Yes. Okay. No, I can understand that because that's like the big meal for Christmas time in Japan, so... So that's, and again, this is, this is their McDonald's from what my understanding, like even, uh, what's his name, uh, before he passed away, uh, ooh, what's the name of the chef that passed away a few years ago? The one that unfortunately committed suicide, uh, Bourdain the chef that passed away a few years ago, Anthony Bourdain. I'm probably, Oh, 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 okay. I'm, yes. I, am I pronouncing his name incorrectly? I'm terrible. Anthony I'm Bourdain. 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 Bourdain or Ordain? Bourdain with a B. Bourdain. Okay. So even he had an episode of his uh, TV show where he was eating at Jolby's. Like he, they were going to all these fa- fancy places with all this great food. And he's like, this is the one fast food place I will stop for in this show. Hmm. So I'm, I'm kind of interested to check it out tired. once. Well, and the other thing though is now they were, I think, supposed to open up in the spring. And now very obviously that's delayed. So I'm hoping nothing happens to, to them there that they never end up opening up because yeah because that location's been so many things oh before like i don't know what it was before the arby's but after the arby's there was a roy rogers and that failed it, it was a kfc originally and that failed then it was an arby's and, and that, that failed. failed roy rogers literally lasted a year and a half and that's and a shame that because my down. sister loved roy rogers yeah i i was excited about that it's, I, I was a big fan of roy rogers as a kid when they all shut down i was very sad about that it's like oh look it's back but uh, I don't even think the quality of the food went down that much. I think it was just the owner going, yeah, it's going to get worse before it gets better. Time to just cut my losses. But 
That's a shame. Yeah. I always liked getting like the uh, gun holster of fries. That was always so kitschy to me. <laughs> I I was weird as a kid. I, I didn't like hamburgers for the longest time, and I always got their chicken nuggets. And I their barbecue sauce. I love Roy Rogers' barbecue mm. sauce. That is the biggest thing I think about them. You know, Roy Rogers was the first time I ever had like an Oreo shake. An Oreo shake? I didn't yeah. know they served our Oreo shakes. Oh, yeah, no. It was the first place, the first time I ever tried it. I was like, Mom, what is that? It's like, well, I guess they put bits of Oreo in it. It's like, does that work? Like, I was concerned like it wasn't going to go through the straw. <laughs> uh, <laughs> naive I was as a young lad. Well, where do we, how did we get to Roy Rogers? <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about because movies. Easter, <laughs> and I know dinner's happening soon, and I'm hungry. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I purposely guess it, didn't have breakfast because I knew I was getting meal today. So I was like, let me save up. Well, I guess we should start getting north towards the end then. Uh, oh. All right, so I, I'm looking at our list of topics. What should we talk about? The the person who probably ruined his career or all the movie pushbacks? I guess the uh, more interesting one is the guy who may have ruined his movie career. Well, actually, the movie pushbacks kind of leads into the other one because um, obviously with all the pushbacks that we've seen in the movies going on right now, one of the most effective is um the mcu Mm -hmm. and just this past week the mcu uh disney itself has designated all the new dates for their phase four and apparently everything is being pushed back to the other movies date it's like a domino effect uh kind of starting with uh black widow being the november premiere now taking the space of the eternals and as such, uh, The Eternals, I think, is coming out now in February, which I think was going to be what it was for Shang-Chi. And now Shang-Chi is going to be a main movie, which I think plays in well for Shang-Chi because main movies has always been like that star of the summer sort of thing. So if they promote it right, it could be a nice little action movie kickoff, kind of like they, John they Wick have, 3 was. They really, I think, have to promote it right because it doesn't have any name recognition like other Marvel movies. I don't think it will fare as well unless it... And even in the comic books, I don't think he has a dedicated fan base that would fill up that movie theater. Like right. a, so a, a like kind of like uh, a John Wick type of movie. Uh, I'm not sure exactly how the action is going to play into it. It's probably going to be more martial arts than, uh, you know, Guns Akimbo sort of thing. But it... I really hope it turns out well because uh, Simu Liu, who's playing Shang-Chi, mm-hmm. he's been very active on Twitter. So he's keeping his name out there. So if nothing else, he's probably the best promotion they've got going on for it. And super nice guy by the sound of it. But the way it's working is that everything's being pushed back to the older MCU dates. Um, one of them actually being uh, Captain Marvel 2, which was uh, going to be now head-to-head with the official premiere date for the Flash movie that Warner Brothers was putting out. So you were going to have Flash versus Captain Marvel, which I personally would have liked to have seen which one came out on top. Well, are they done shooting the Flash at this point? Oh, no, they haven't even started, and that's where we come Uh, into the problem. (laughs) Oh, boy. So, Because now that Marvel has its landscape all set, and if Warner Brothers decides to keep what they're going to keep in regards to making a Flash movie, even after things clear up from the pandemic and shooting can begin, 
the question now is, is Ezra Miller still going to be the Flash? Because there is a good possibility he will not. Okay, so I'm going to stop you real quick because if if our uh, fan base or anything like me, this flew under my radar until you sent me a message about it. I'm like, what happened with Ezra Miller? Oh no! I, I, like this whole week uh, for like two days or three days straight, this was in the zeitgeist of movie news, simply because it was official. It was made official by Variety, so it wasn't like any of those. Is that really him? Is it really not? But just for those who don't understand, maybe you should go into detail on what happened. All right. So this past week, uh, a video was leaked, which apparently took place um, around April 1st or 2nd. And it shows Ezra Miller, I think, oh, what country was he in? It was like England or Germany or one of those ones in Europe. I think like Norway or something. Right, and he was out at a bar, which okay, which already is kind of like a red flag because everyone's supposed to be in quarantine, so what are you doing at a bar, regardless of what country you're in? But he was apparently there, and I guess some fans or at least some people that recognized him noticed him and were probably bothering him, uh, I think wanting a photograph or an autograph or something of that nature, and he was refusing, which is his right to do. Um, but apparently in refusing, they started like calling him out, saying names, just really just bothering him. And mind you, as a celebrity, it's kind of part and parcel. You know, if you're going to have that name recognition, you're going to have that face that people, you know, can recognize, you'll get your detractors as much as you get your fans. That's unfortunately a downside of the business. But he was asked to leave the establishment by the owner simply because of all the ruckus that was going on. And I can understand that if he stays there, the people are going to get more rowdy, take out the part that's making them rowdy. So apparently as he leaves, they follow and on video, you can see him actually get into an altercation with a woman that was stepping up to him. So much to the point that he lands the first blow by pretty much taking her neck in his hand and choking her down to the ground. Now, for most people, I don't even know if that would be the way to go about it. But he has decided that that is how he wanted to get people away from him. And since it's on video, it is not a good look. Nope, uh, especially when you're a well-known celebrity in the United States. Well, maybe not well-well-known, but well-known enough that you're going to lose a major movie role. Right. Uh, and mind you, it's not even The Flash. It's also his uh, usage in the Fantastic Beasts franchise, too. Both of them, Warner Brothers-owned issues. Now, uh, you could play off that, you know, maybe you don't really need him for Fantastic Beasts, but he's been spearheading the flash project for the longest time even going so far as to you know have some creative control over what script was going to be used for it now you have to wonder it's not even so much of how it's dealt with it's whether or not he's replaced or you just cancel the project completely 
And it could go either way because uh, the DC Cinematic Universe hasn't been doing that well. I think DC might be at this point happy enough just to try to reboot Batman and keep Wonder Woman. See, I don't know if I would want to and say Aquaman. well. I'd say it's on the upturn. Well, remember what? The, remember they, what they did with uh, Green Lantern? Green Lantern's uh, still one of their biggest characters, and after the 2009 movie didn't work out, they put it back on the shelf. So they might just take Flash and put him back on the shelf as well. Well, they found other ways to utilize Green Lantern, for sure. I mean, he's going to be a part of uh, that Stargirl series that's coming out. There's talk of once HBO Max comes out, there might be a whole Green Lantern series, like a Green Lantern core series. Right, but that so, was 10 years in the making. Yeah, there's other ways to go about it. The thing with The Flash is that <laughs> you already have a pretty damn good Flash on television in the form of Grant Gustin. Mm-hmm. So the necessity for a flash movie isn't necessarily there not to mention as far as movies go you've already got some big heavy hitters that you can build franchises off of whether it be wonder woman whether it be aquaman or going down the villains route with harley quinn i mean they already have another suicide squad movie coming out uh, at some point within the next year the, those movies though are hit and miss i have a sinking suspicion it might not do as well as the last one did then again james gunn did do it so maybe it might be better but i i have my i i have my doubts but anyway it's one of those things where you gotta wait until to see the first trailer i think yeah but you know what why not just cast uh the tv flash they they don't look too far apart he is already well known just put him to that role well that's always been tricky when it comes to television to movies. And technically, they've already shown Ezra Miller's Flash on Flash. Technically, they did. Yes. Yeah. So they have the multiverse set up in that sense. Um, I'd say if you are going to do a Flash movie, I think you could easily recast it. The Flash is one of those characters where even if you do a Flash movie, it doesn't necessarily have to be the Barry Allen that we saw in Batman v Superman and Justice League. Yeah, there's uh, Wally, who has actually been a more popular character, I think, in the last few years than Barry. I think well, there's Barry's Wally just West, there's Jay Garrick, there's... Um, but Wally West, I think, I, I feel like at least Wally West is sort of my Flash because he kind of grew in popularity in the late 90s, early 2000s, especially with uh, the Justice League cartoon show. But uh, he was funnier. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But that's what I'm saying. Like there are so many avenues that you can go with the character that if you wanted to do a movie, you could easily make a flash movie and not have any continuity with any of the other projects that we've seen so far. Kind of like Shazam, where you just have like the slightest hint of some connectivity to that universe. Just the littlest bit. Doesn't mean you have to use the same speedster. And even if you did want to use that Barry Allen, I could say you could recast him. I'd say you could recast him into somebody else. Uh, the, really, the biggest trademark was uh, they made this particular Barry uh, more neurotic and less friendly. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you can find an actor to portray that. And who knows? They may even be a little bit uh, finer fit in the suit. Because for whatever reason, I don't know, Ezra Miller always looked kind of I hate to say this. He kind of looked goofy in the suit. He looks goofy in general, in my opinion, but that's just me. Well, I, I mean, haven't really seen him. Or, you know, belabor the man's looks. Obviously, he's in Hollywood. We're not. But um, I've I actually never really watched him anything. So. Uh, I don't know if it was like the bungee cords or whatever it was that was keeping it all together. There was just something weird about it. Uh, the 
the outfits in all of the more recent DC movies, I think, have been pretty bad, except for maybe I Wonder Woman's look has been fine. Batman was fine, but I hated, I despised uh, Cyborg. And yeah, the Flash was kind of weird. Yeah, it's like too many bends and folds. You know, like, mm-hmm. keep, keep it sleek, keep it simple. Also, for those watching the YouTube and wondering, like, why the camera is on me instead of Ryan at the time, I go, I go, mm-hmm, to agree with Ryan on something, and suddenly the camera jumps back to me. It's like, <sighs> that's fine, that's fine. But uh, yeah, I mean, if I had to choose, I would say keep the Flash movie going. I would recast the character uh, with a different actor. Um, I almost want to say get the guy get one of the guys that played quicksilver to play the flash (laughs) um preferably i guess the one that got killed in age of ultron because obviously the one who played kick-ass i can't think of his act his actor's name um aaron something funniest thing to me was always the fact that uh both of them starred in uh in kick-ass before they ended up going over to uh, play Quicksilver in the Marvel Universe and uh, X-Men Universe. Oh, yes. No, the memes are uh, great about that. Aaron Taylor Johnson. Aaron Taylor Johnson. Which, yes, that, what's he? I don't even know if he's been up to anything recently. Probably has. I just haven't seen it. Uh, the most recent thing that he has done, um, he, was a, he was a part of Outlaw King in, uh, on Netflix. No idea what that Chances is. Chances are you might not have seen it. Um, a million little pieces. I guess is um a movie based upon the book that had come out, uh, but that was like 2018, so nothing recent. Um, uh, so yeah, he could do it. He has the time. Uh, I would probably want to see him. Uh, I'd say more so than Evan Peters, just because I want to see Evan Peters in the MCU. You want to see him in the MCU? Yeah, I think it would be really weird and trippy if, as they're bringing in the X-Men, they bring in Evan Peters' Quicksilver, and that just fucks with Wanda's head. That, well, you know what? That's what I want them to do. I kind of want them to do a... Uh, a as there's a the whole thing going on with... Uh, oh, man. What you, that, that point when you're in the middle of a speech and you can't think of what you're about to say. With Doctor Strange and the fact that he's going to be doing a whole bunch of multiverse, the multiverse stuff, of and yes. yeah, so I really want to see some sort of multiverse merger, and it just brings in the entire X Men universe. Like I want, to, I want to see Quicksilver come in. I want that to be like the debut of Deadpool into the universe. Like that'd be the easiest way to get the X Men universe in there, at least the characters you want to keep. It's a possibility. I mean, there's already talk of just Captain Britain and Ghost Rider being introduced in that movie alone. Well. You just froze. About it because then it becomes like a Sam. Wait, wait, wait! You froze. You froze. You froze. I froze. Yeah, you. You froze. I froze. You froze. Yeah, you froze. You froze too. Well, that I think it was your internet connection. Anyways, the point I was saying is wait, 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 wait! Like, 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 we gotta have a good cutoff point so I can edit this (laughs) thing. (laughs) You, you were speaking, and then like most of your stuff got cut off. Uh, and I, I knew where you were, and you kept saying you froze, and now I freaking forgot where we were. <laughs> you know, I'm not cutting it out. No, I'm, I'm saving my editing. Continue, continue. <laughs> I'm done. 
I tried to cut it. I tried to be the good editor. This is why JT does the technical aspects, and I'm just yes. telling. You're, you're in front of the camera. I'm behind the camera. But yeah, I don't know if you had heard, but uh, they're bringing in Captain Britain and Ghost Rider, possibly into Multiverse of Madness. So I mean, which to I don't add think any is more characters. I don't know if that would make much sense because then it gets too overloaded. Ghost Rider was already introduced into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, though. So is it going to be the... A Ghost Rider was introduced into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Right. It wasn't was Johnny Blaze. It was the, the newest incarnation of him, which I can't think of his, uh, his name. Right, the, the Hispanic one with the car. Yes. No, we're talking Johnny Blaze. So they're going to bring Johnny Blaze in. Yes, and there's rumors that it's going to be Keanu Reeves. I think that's just a fan theory. I don't think that's actually what's uh, going to happen. Apparently, Keanu has had many a talks with the MCU brass uh, and just trying to find the right proper role to put him in. And I wouldn't be against him being all leather-clad and flame-headed. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, it would actually be kind of funny because Disney already cast him as like a motorcycle stuntman, even if it wasn't Toy Story 4. <laughs> so to keep going down the route it's just to put Keanu on a motorcycle that's all we care about <laughs> I mean he has a personality that would probably mesh well with uh, with that character and I don't know we'll, we'll see oh I can just imagine <laughs> him his voice and talking about the penance stare <laughs> it's like you've done a lot of bad things to and my just, dog like, what looking, what <laughs> Uh, we still got chapter two or chapter four to talk about at some point, but we are running out of time. Chapter uh, four. Chapter four. Yeah, they're they're up to cha- they're up to making a fourth uh, John Wick movie. Oh, that's right. Oh my god. Yeah, I thought I, it was I don't just know gonna, when that's going to happen. I thought it was going to be a trilogy, and then they had the cliffhanger at the end of chapter three, and I'm like, no, no, I was well, yeah, done. I was out anymore. <laughs> so it's like, fuck it all, man. Just Blow up uh, New York City. The, I, he's gonna, bullet. I have a feeling they're going to milk that for as long as they can. It's just like, oh, Well, God. yeah. I mean, that's how all action series go. You know, you milk it until the actor can't perform the stunts anymore. Well, I mean, look at Die Hard. Die Hard should have ended a long time ago and they still kept that running. Yeah, the three was a good ending. Four was a nice uh, nostalgia feel. I even I haven't watched five. I just I just looked at the reviews. When yeah, but the man Jai no. Courtney becomes your son, that becomes a problem. Yeah, it's just like no, we're we're done here. We're good. We're 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 good. And mind you, I own that series now, so they you, better not make another movie. You own that series? Oh, but you have like all five movies. Yeah, they'll they'll make a six That's just to spite you. For Christmas time, right here, the Die Hard Collection. <laughs> It'll be out of date all soon. five movies i may watch this after i'm done with easter dinner i don't know i still remember in the early 90s the, uh when they were selling the uh indiana jones trilogy box set and how annoyed some people that now like crystal skulls is out there oh no Maybe I not. That box set. i'm not bothering with crystal skull <laughs> it wasn't awful but it definitely was not good it's bad enough they're trying to make a fifth movie yeah that, that <sighs> At this point, I think they're actually going to be using Harrison Ford as one of the melted skulls of the Nazis. <laughs> that's all that's left of him. 
he he can barely talk anymore. But you know what? Again, we should save this for another time. I know. I know. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm bitching. I'm bitching. But <sighs> I I was gonna bring this up. You keep asking me when I'm going to start my Netflix series, and I, I've been on the border of not starting that. <laughs> I bring it up because you brought it up originally. I did, and I was going to do it, and then Netflix actually improved their system of uh, showing off stuff, so it seems like it's not a necessity anymore. But I will bring up one, and this is not like a major thing, but if you're an anime fan and you have five minutes to spare and you have a Netflix account, check out So Levante. Is it's a silent five minute film. It's a beautiful animation, hand drawn. Uh, just check it out. It's 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 definitely if you're a fan of the visual arts, it's. I, I had passed by it in the scrolling. It's just a five minute short film. It's it's five minutes. There's no uh, verbal. It is just all action, and oh. it, it, I think it's maybe a test for something bigger down the road. But again, if you have Netflix and you're a fan of animation, it, it might be worth a check. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm going to add that. I can do that. I would With say anime-wise, uh, all I've been doing has been watching the uh, Cute High Defense Club, uh, Earth Defense Club Love series. So, Oh, God. There's so many called Earth Defense Club. Yes, Magical Club. Boys. Because <laughs> okay. it's funny. Nothing else. It's just because it's funny. I, I started trying to do a deep dive the other day on uh, Verve uh, or VRV. I don't know. Is it VRV or is it Verve? It's Verve. It's Verve. It's just such a weird game. Uh, and I actually discovered their High Dive, which I think they are now promoting other places. It's uh, High Dive is not a part of the Warner brand, but it's another licensing service for anime. And they do have some classics on there, so I'm starting to try to catch up on some my classic anime. So if you have Verve, check out High Dive. You might find some stuff on there that uh, you never saw before. Well, Verve's been causing me issues. So if you do happen to have it on any of your uh, gaming platforms, uh, do yourself a favor, download Crunchyroll. Apparently you can get the Crunchyroll Premier Access if you already have a signed up account to Verve. So it kind of unilaterally yes. makes sure that you get to see the stuff because the Verve app on ps4 it does not work i've tried it so many times and episodes will cancel out they won't even load sometimes so now i'm just going to all the other avenues and once hbo max loads up they're got the contract with Crunchyroll and with rooster teeth so verve may not even be a thing anymore at that point uh i guess we'll see i mean they didn't like if we thought they were going to cancel Verve, they would have canceled Crunchyroll, which they didn't do. So we'll, it, it again, it's that similar to the other brands. And again, I'm like, I'm trying to wrap stuff up. So I'm I know well, we're coming full this. circle to like streaming <laughs> brands. You know, we started, yeah. we end. It. But I get, I'll, I'll get into this topic more later time, maybe even next week. But uh, for now, ladies and gentlemen. We do have to kind of wrap it up. We, we don't yes, want to the, keep you too long. Getting hungry. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for joining us on the JT and Big O podcast. Uh, you can catch me and Ryan online, my social media. You can all find that at videogeekjt.com. And uh, as for Ryan, you can find him at uh, Real Ordeal on Twitter, Instagram, and on Facebook. And he also, Real Ordeal Entertainment. That's another thing to search on Facebook. 
See, this is why I just do videogeekjt.com. It's just like, it's one-stop shopping. That's where my, you can get my Instagram, my Twitter, my Facebook, and well, whatever Well, technically, all of mine is real or deal. It's just, True. you know, you got to put the entertainment there. Otherwise, you won't. Actually, I've tried to change the name a little bit on Facebook. Facebook won't let me change it. So it's stuck as real or deal entertainment. But, yes, definitely check me out there. Check me out today, actually, because I am going to have a review for the new Trolls World Tour movie. Today, as in it. yesterday? I've seen it a few times. It's going to be an interesting review. All right. And since it's going to show up a day later from where we're taping, he means check out yesterday, Sunday, uh, 4-12. Look, they'll be able to rent it regardless. All right? It's not going anywhere. Uh, not saying rent you're out right. Theater. It isn't going anywhere because it's Trolls. Yes. Uh, <laughs> with that, ladies and Never. Never, never, ever. Thank you again, ladies and gentlemen. We will see you again next week. Until then, I bid you all adieu. Bye-bye. Try not to eat all your candy at once. I make no promises. (laughs) 